2: Coming to you from Radio Row for Super Bowl 56, the Bengals are here. We talked to Sam Monson from PFF and Robert Mays from The Athletic. Lots to talk about.
1: You are Locked on Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked on Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're coming to you from Radio Row here for Super Bowl 56. We've talked to Sam Monson. That'll be coming your way in a few minutes. And Robert Mays from The Athletic getting some of their thoughts on the Super Bowl. But, James, the Bengals are here. The Bengals are in town. They arrived in LAX a little bit earlier today as we record. And we're ready to go go for the Super Bowl
3: I know you're a man of words at least you have been on social media but you're gonna have to we're at Super Bowl 56 and yeah we're uh we're excited it's been a a lot of fun Uh, I talked to Sam Munson we talked to Robert Mays and it's just the start uh of an awesome awesome week of of coverage coming your way two national guests obviously that have paid really close attention to the Bengals so uh yeah that part's awesome We're in L.A. As you mentioned, the Bengals in L.A., LA, they landed on Tuesday afternoon. So it's uh, it's exciting and it's uh, quite the vibe. Like I said yesterday, after talking to some more people, I'm telling you, man, everyone thinks the Rams. Everyone thinks the Rams. There's the Miz is behind us from WWE, just to give you an example of Radio Row. That's what you're coming here for, right? And he's like, it was supposed to be the Browns if an AFC North team was in the Super Bowl. It wasn't supposed to be the Bengals. And that's, uh, Jake, that's it. The Bengals have uh, shocked the world, and they need to do it one more time on Sunday.
2: It's funny you mentioned who's behind us. I was just looking around at who's around. We've seen Ryan Shazier today. We've seen potential top NFL draft pick, Ekem Okamu from NC State. So, you know, all sorts of people here. And that's the kind of thing we're getting here. On Radio Row, and it's only going to get busier and more full of all of your favorite folks in the next uh, next few days here. But pep rally yesterday, James, mm-hmm. we we saw footage on ESPN two and from from Twitter looked like a great crowd out there. But the most notable moment I think for me was how about CJ Uzama going out there last to speak, almost as if it was planned probably was planned rips off his knee brace tosses it over his shoulder onto the midfield logo still looks like he has a limp and and I think that he's doing everything he can to play I think he I I would be surprised if he doesn't almost at this point just because of what he said and how determined he seems to be but I wouldn't be shocked if he's a little bit limited based on how he was moving around the field
3: yeah I, I would expect him to be limited I would expect him to Certainly be less than 100%. And who knows, right? When the adrenaline takes over, uh, you you know, especially an MCL, MCLs are weird. They're easy to sprain. They're easy to strain and have little tears in there. Uh, It's the easiest ligament in the knee to do. I've done it multiple times. And there are days when it feels good. And there are other days when it doesn't. And hopefully Sunday is a day where it feels good for you, Zama. Obviously, it feels like he's going to do whatever it takes to play. He probably will play. How effective will he be? And, And that's One of the underrated storylines, I think, Jake, of this week is, like, there is a scenario where this Rams defense gets heat on Burrow and he needs C.J. Uzama because Ramsey and a safety is over the top of Chase because maybe they double-boyed some like the Chiefs did. And if they do that, Uzama could be such a a game-changer to have, even if he's 80%, because with all due respect to Drew Sample, from a pass-catching standpoint, 80% of C.J. Uzama, you, you hope, is uh, a bigger threat in the passing game.
2: And, and hopefully, like, the straight line is at least there for him, right? Like, maybe he yeah. has, like, some issues cutting and, and driving, and that would be a detriment to his game because, as Paul Daner loves to point out, you know, C.J.'s got that sneaky run-after-catch ability that has been pretty key on some third downs in terms of driving through tackles and and getting those yards after contact after the catch that, have converted some first downs for them. So I do think that it's important. We've talked about it. We'll talk about it more. It, I don't know that we talked about it with Robert Mays or Sam Monson today, but we're starting to get into the matchups. It's still, I mean, it's just Tuesday as we're recording this episode of the lockdown Bengals podcast. So still plenty of time to, to dive into the matchups. We'll do that. We're going to have our crossover Thursday coming up later this week too, where we'll talk with the lockdown Rams podcast about some of those matchups as well. And, I'll be interested to see what he thinks, you know, with, with his local vibe. He's here in L.A., of course, as well, covering the Rams for ESPN Radio in addition to the Locked on Rams podcast. And so it'll be interesting to get his perspective, too.
3: Yeah, for sure. And, and that's the thing. That's what we're going to get. We're going to get a lot of different uh, opinions, a lot of y- unique takes and, and thoughts on the game. But to me, and this is where I started with Munson, and it's always going to come down to this. It's good. We're going to talk about the trenches. It's going to come back to that. And I think it, it has each and every – round of the playoffs I mean the Bengals are really on the ropes two different times you know when you're talking down uh, or blowing the 10-point lead to the Titans and Burrow just getting hit and hit and hit and then down 21 to three to the Chiefs and both times the offense really couldn't get going and, or, or it was stagnant because Burrow was getting hit and uh, they've been over been able to overcome the interior of the offensive line uh, Brian Callahan on Tuesday voicing confidence, in the Bengals offensive line, and uh, Joe Burrow did the same thing on Monday, but what are they going to say? This is who they have, and so they have to dial up the right things, press the right buttons to to pull out one more win. That's what it comes down to, and so it is interesting, and there's going to be a lot of perspectives and a lot of unique things, and the whole world could think the Rams are going to win or vice versa because there are people here that think the Bengals are going to win or, or that are going to, the Bengals are going to have a fair uh, you know, have a fair shot to win. At the same time, I think a lot of people look at it m- much like Mister Mister Miz, of WWE, the former WWE champion. Like Bengals, really made it this far. Really, I think there's a lot of people that feel that way.
2: And and we'll talk to one of the people that think the Bengals have a chance tomorrow. We're also talking to Mike Venner from PFF, and it's a little spoiler, but he he is on the Bengals train a little bit, not for analytical reasons, which from a PFF guy is. There's some irony there. Coming up next, we talked to one of those PFF guys, Sam Monson, one of the PFF OGs. James had a great conversation with him about some of the key matchups in this game.
3: But first, I have to tell you about betonline.net. Because the big game, well, it is almost here. And whether you think Joe Burrow is going to win MVP, maybe you think Jamar Chase is going to do a gritty dance all the way to the MVP award. You can wager on either of those guys. You can wager on the four, four four-and-a-half-point line BetOnline net It's a one-stop shop for all of your betting needs, so go there now. Check it out. It's free to sign up. It is really, really easy to use. They have a friendly mobile site. Oh, and by the way, it isn't just NFL. No, they got you covered for college basketball. They got you covered for the NBA. We are in Lakers town. LeBron and the Lakers, they're struggling. Maybe you want to bet against them, so go there now. BetOnline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts.
2: We're also brought to you today by on location you know the super bowl 56 is where james and i are it's in los angeles it's at sofi stadium and the bengals are there so now you have to get there as well to get to the game you can scour the resellers we've seen the ticket prices they're still high but why wait when you can lock in the super bowl experience of a lifetime with our friends at on location 50 yard line seats true 50 yard line seats only with on location you want to celebrate with the team after the game on location has you covered it's not just about game day it's about events leading up to the game as well you want to hang out with some a-list musical talent playing music while you're there on location has those experiences for you too and so many more that we don't have time to talk about check them out right now on location sb56 or just google on location super bowl on location check it out now and don't miss out on your opportunity to get in on these awesome experiences
3: let's keep things rolling here on radio row with one of our favorite guests someone i've talked to a ton and uh, you got to check out his work at pff.com sam Munson of pro football focus sam uh, i appreciate the time uh, you're in cincinnati mm-hmm. so certainly familiar uh, with the Bengals, and you've seen a firsthand uh, hand what this offensive line can do and can't do. How are they going to block Aaron Donald?
0: Well, judging from the playoffs so far, they're probably not. I mean, look, Jeffrey Simmons took this offensive line to town. Chris Jones did it again a week later. It's been like a, a sort of sequential run up the, uh, the rankings for interior defenders. Jeffrey Simmons is a really good lineman, probably maybe better than Chris Jones this season. Chris Jones, I think, has been better over all the last few years, but Aaron Donald is the king at that position. He is the best in the NFL. He might be the best to ever do it, and that's what they're tasked with. They've got bad right guard situation, the right tackle situation isn't great. Aaron Donald has been on unstoppable against good players. I don't know that they're going to have any shot of slowing him down, and it isn't just Aaron Donald. That's the scary thing, because Von Miller has been on a tear. He's been the best-graded defender in the playoffs so far. He's starting to look like old Von Miller, and when they made that move in the first place, we were saying, this is the best edge rusher that's ever been paired with Aaron Donald. He's never had a guy like that outside of him with the Rams. They've, he's turned average looking edge rushers into really good players just because of the volume of pressure he creates. So all of a sudden, you've got like one of the best kind of tandems in the league, and you've got a substandard right side of the offensive line trying to block them I don't think you're going to fix that with you know chip blocks or turning the line that way you need to start planning to get the ball out of joe Barra's hands quickly because he's not going to have time is it is that it is it the quick game yeah. is it screens is it just one second and that's it you better have the ball out it's got to be that stuff it's going to be a lot of quick passing the screens i think are going to be important it's got to be all those things that teams do to try and mitigate that interior pressure because i i don't think they're going to be able to hold the ball long
3: make sure you follow sam on Twitter,
0: at PFF underscore Sam, and uh, yeah,
3: the, the thing that I think Burrow did really well against Chris Jones, not as much against the Titans, his pocket presence, his ability to make plays. Not that he didn't against the Titans, but I think they confused him a little bit, and you was seeing the, the field a bit better. Is that is that possible? Could could we see the magician Burrow, where he's able to, to get away and, and make those plays
0: that we saw in the AFC title game? I mean, that's the great equalizer with all this stuff, right, is that the the pressure that the Bengals have been giving up all throughout the playoffs. The Raiders had him under pressure like 36% of the time and it it just didn't matter. (laughs) That's the thing, right? If Burrow plays as well as he's been playing, it might not matter. Like, he's good enough right now and he's making enough big plays that he can negate all of the pressure and all of the bad plays that are happening you know, you win a game against Tennessee, getting sacked nine times. It's never happened before. You win a game against the Raiders, get pressure 36% of the time. You are able to escape those Chris Jones plays where he's got him in the grasp like a couple of times, can't get him down. Burrow is the great equalizer. Aaron Donald can be in the backfield half the time, but if Joe Burrow is able to get out of those plays or make something miraculous happen or get the ball up to Jamar Chase, a couple of those plays can offset all of that negative. So, Burrow continues playing the way he is, yeah, it it might be enough to offset everything bad that's gonna happen on the offensive line, but that doesn't tend to happen long-term. You know what I mean? It it can go on a run, and look, if he does it again, this is like, it's an Eli Manning 2011 season, right, where the 2011 Giants offensive line was garbage, and Eli Manning had one of the best, kind of sustained runs of play under pressure of any quarterback we've ever seen. If Burrow gets it done one more game, like, that's the kind of thing we're talking about. But equally, that's a tightrope he's been walking for a while now, and it only takes one misstep to come falling off it. Of. I want to ask you about the Rams' offense versus
3: the Bengals' defense, but
0: I think when you talk about the Bengals'
3: offense and Burrow making those plays, you have to talk about the, the receivers because yeah. that could be the edge where they have the advantage even though Jalen Ramsey is on that side. How do you view that that secondary and how they, they could play that trio?
0: Yeah. I don't think they'll use Jalen Ramsey to track Jamar Chase. You know, to put him on one on one and move him around. They don't tend to do that anyway. And when they do, it's because you're dealing with a team that has like one star receiver and nobody else. The the great thing about the Bengals receiver core is now T. Higgins is the number two. You know, Tyler Boyd is there as well. They've got places to go other than Jamar Chase. He makes everybody better in that regard. So I doubt they'll put Jalen Ramsey on him, on him one on one. They'll try and do it schematically, right? They'll try and disguise the coverages and maybe bracket him and roll safeties in that direction, that kind of thing. But that's gonna give you windows, right? It's gonna give you shots to Jamar Chase. And a lot of the plays that Burrow has made this year, they've been good reads, they've been great throws, but there've also been some throws in there as well where it's like, eh, let's just give Jamar Chase a chance, right, like that. They've got that kind of connection. And sometimes you need to do that. You need to put the ball in the air and just say, there's a pretty good chance my receiver wins this, right? We're just going to give him a shot and maybe I'll get burned. But if I don't, it's a big play. And they might need a couple of those in those game in this game with, you know, Aaron, uh, Aaron Donald and all the, the the things that the Rams defense can do. There might be a few plays in there where Burrow has to just chuck it up and hope Jamar Chase makes a play.
3: Matt Stafford on the other side of things, certainly not not afraid to chuck it up and, and try to uh, let his receivers make plays. How do you view specifically the, the Rams Skill players and Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. now in the fold. Van Jefferson versus the secondary that has played pretty well in the postseason.
0: Yeah, Cooper Cup is really interesting because you know most elite number one wide receivers they play that X position when they're out wide, they're on the line of scrimmage. You can jam them and try and disrupt their release and all those kinds of things. The Rams, you know, they deploy Cooper Cup inside most of the time. He's a slot receiver essentially, primarily and. That makes it very, very difficult to take him out of the game. Either with shadowing, you know, from a number one corner, making sure your number one guy goes with him. Because most guys that shadow don't follow him at the slot, so you're just not going to do that most of the time. And two, you can't jam him with the line. It's very difficult to kind of make sure that that guy doesn't have a free release. And they, they're really good at scheming, Cooper Cup, open, and just making sure that you cannot do the normal things you do to mitigate the damage that a number one wide receiver does. And we've seen that all throughout the playoffs, that they've been able, even in their sort of gotta-have-it plays, third and long, um, you know, late in the game, where we've just given up a bad play, even downfield Cooper Cup, they're able to scheme him one-on-one with the safety, or they're able to get him- Against Tampa. Yeah, the game. and a two-way go against safeties. And it's really hard to stop putting Cooper Cup in advantageous positions if you're the defense. And that's why they keep going to it. As long as they keep doing that, um, I think they're gonna have production. And if somehow, you know, the Bengals figure out a way, to, an answer to that riddle, that's gonna give OBJ chances, right? One-on-one opportunities on the outside. And he he's showing, you know, in recent weeks that he's still capable of winning those. Yeah, we said that on the show, like, despite Eli Apple and how well he's played in his
3: resurgence. It's Odell Beckham Jr. versus yeah. Eli Apple. You feel good if you're Odell in, in that situation. Absolutely, if that's the, yeah. If that's the matchup. Uh, one more, and we've talked a lot about the trenches this week, but how do you view um, this Rams offensive line and a familiar friend in Andrew Whitworth versus Trey Hendrickson, who I think has exceeded a lot of people's expectations and, and that Bengals defensive line.
0: Yeah, the Rams offensive line has been really good this year, and in particular, in pass blocking. Um Andrew Whitworth has still been one of the best pass blocking offensive tackles in the league, which is insane really given his age. Like he's it's Brady-esque. It really is. Like Okay, he's a few years younger than Brady. On the other hand, he's playing offensive tackle, right? And he has to get hit in the face every single time he plays, <laughs> you know, snap. Whereas Brady can go most of the game without getting touched, right? So there is a difference there. And you can see, like there is evidence that Whitworth isn't quite the player he was before. Like, when he loses, there's a few bad reps in there this year and he's given up five or six sacks something like that in a year which is a big number for him um, and you, know, you can see him kind of he gives up a play gets gets beaten for a sack and he's mad at himself right but that's kind of where like the body's just not quite doing what the mind wants it to do anymore but overall he's still one of the best left tackles in the NFL and probably has a pretty good shot of shutting down Trey Henderson but it's it's one of those things where because when Whitworth's losing now it's it's quick or it's an ugly rep you know if hendrickson can get a couple of those if he can win twice in the game that might be it right? If he can time those up against the chiefs he was making those big plays on third down and that's when they got to patrick mahomes and stopped those drives know, if he can get a couple of sacks against whitworth on third down in this game that could be game changing even if he is limited to just those two sacks and nothing else in the rest of the game He's Sam
3: Munson, Pro Football Focus. Make sure you check out all of his work there at PFF underscore Sam on Twitter. And podcast, what else do you got? Plug everything you've got coming Everybody everybody's way this
0: week. Yeah, the, the, uh, the podcast. We're now in the firm, kind of off-season territory, free agency, the draft. Um, so, yeah, PFF NFL podcast, wherever you get podcasts. This is the latest we've talked about
3: football. It's weird. We're usually doing mock drafts every Monday and stuff. So we're right. talking about the game. So I appreciate the time, Sam. No problem. Great stuff from Sam Munson of Pro Football Focus. Make sure you check out his work. Thank you again, Sam, for joining us. But now it's time to go from Pro Football Focus to The Athletic. Jake Lisko sits down with Robert Mays next. But first, I got to tell you about the number one protein bar on the planet, the thing that is fueling me through Radio Row and countless hours of dealing with Jake Lisko. Everyone thinks he deals with me. I got to deal with Jake Lisko. You know what helps me? Belt bar. It gives me... The energy I need because it fuels me throughout the day. The number one protein bar on the planet. High in protein. Low in sugar. Low in calories. And, well, it makes sure and ensures that I'm not hangry with this man right here, Jake Lisko. So, make sure you check them out right now at Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Again, for 15% off, the number one protein bar on the planet. Get to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15.
2: Maybe you need to get some gas on your way to L.A. Are you road tripping to yeah. Los Angeles for the Super Bowl? Road trip. Look, if you're driving all the way from Cincinnati to Southern California, you probably already have the Get Outside app to help you save on gas. But if you don't, make sure you check it out right now in the Google Play Store or in the App Store on your Apple device. You're going to save money on gas. And why would you pay full price at the pump? when well, you can just save money for free. I like saving money for free. You'll get up to 25 or sorry, at least 25 cents off your first fill up when you use promo code touchdown on that first fill up with the Get Upside app. Again, check it out in the App Store or in the Google Play Store. You can pay out on uh, on a on a PayPal account, straight to your bank account on an e-gift card, really flexible stuff. So again, the Get Upside app will save you money on gas and especially if you're driving to L.A. for the Super Bowl, you're not going to want to miss it. We're now joined by Robert Mays from The Athletic. We're going to talk about the Bengals' defensive matchup, Robert, with Sean McVay, Matt Stafford, and these Los Angeles fans. You talked with Ollie Connolly on your podcast recently about how Lou Anarumo's been kind of a chameleon on defense. What do you think we can take away from the last couple of weeks with the bare fronts, for example, against the Titans and the drop eight stuff from the second half against the Chiefs, as far as what approach we might see from Lou and Anarumo, Lou Anarumo this week
4: against the Rams. Uh, it, it's nice, I think, when you see the outcome against the Chiefs, and that you have to play against them in a specific kind of way, in order to win. and look at the numbers and teams, what's in the it just doesn't yeah. happen. You know, you have game plans like the Bills in week five where they did zero times over the course of an entire game. When you look at the numbers as it relates to the Rams against the Blitz this year, it's been insane. I yeah. mean, if you look at total EPA produced against Blitzes, I think Matthew Stafford are the highest since 2016, according to next gen stats. And the Bengals happen to be a team that's comfortable living in that world and not bringing pressure. So that side of it, was it's like, all right, we have to do a very specific thing against this type of offense because of what they've done in that realm over the course of the entire season, the Bengals are a type of defense I think that feels comfortable.
2: Do you think that there's anything that we've seen, like the approach against the Chiefs specifically, where there's a spot for the drop eight stuff again, or is it going to be back to the bread and butter and maybe some new I feel like that is a little bit more dangerous against a Rams team that's
4: willing to run the ball. They are not a great running team by any stretch, but they're willing to do it. You're almost playing into Andy Reid's nature by doing that consistently, because you don't think they're going to want to run the ball 15, 20 times, even if you're giving them the opportunity to do that. The Rams at their core are totally comfortable doing that. Obviously, the offense looks a lot different than it has over the last few years with Jared Goff, the quarterback, but I still feel like if you present that to them, Sean McVay
2: is going to be willing to take that down, literally. Yeah, it's something that I've thought about too. It's not really where you've had the Titans game, where it's a play-action run-first team. You've got the Chiefs, and it's literally betting against their tendencies and saying, I don't trust. I trust that Andy Reid is not going to run the ball here. I trust that Patrick Mahomes is going to play in a certain way. With Matt Stafford, there seems to be. Ollie talked about this with you yesterday. You get him to take that extra beat. Get him to be a little bit late. You talked about the Bengals' defense being one of the best in the league at doing this. What is it that causes Stafford to take those extra beats from your observations of how Stafford plays? I mean, he's willing to hang on to the ball. Yeah. and I think that is
4: one of the biggest things about him is that He's willing to lean on the arm talent and all that stuff that comes open on the side for them. It's been fun to watch them literally expand the offense, right? When you were watching Jared Goff in the end in 2020, it just felt like everything was so constricted. The playbook was constricted. The way that Sean McVay's nerves were felt constricted. And now they have this offense that, in terms of areas of the field, in terms of the way just feels watching it, it's so much looser, so much more expanded. And part of that is because he's going to sit there, hold on the ball, hold on the ball, hold on the ball, and find those backside routes. Part of that is pass protection. So are you gonna be able to squeeze the pocket and make him uncomfortable, take away some of that expansion about what's made this offense really, really good this year?
2: So the old formula, get pressure with Ford or make the quarterback hesitate, change the change of look post-naps, do you have any any idea of how Stafford has been with the disguise coverage?
4: I actually do not know the numbers on that. We this is a weird time in the week. We've been doing yeah. a lot of stuff where it's looking back, right. and our preview will dig into a lot more exactly. of that. So I'm kind of strangely not set up to talk about like the individual not matchup good. yet, just because that part of the week has not happened. For
2: me. Yeah, it's a weird two week period where you, you have two weeks to prepare for the game, but you don't want to get to the matchups too early. Exactly, you to, exactly. Yeah. You know that. You know how it goes. I yeah. do. Yeah. I do. Well, appreciate it, Robert. You can find his work on The Athletic Football Show. Really great stuff from him also here on Radio Row this week, so make sure you check his work out this week. That was Robert Mays from The Athletic talking a little bit about what the Bengals' defense can do this week against Matt Stafford. They've been so variable, James, and they're going to have to come up with another unique game plan, I think, for a team that, like Robert said, is willing to run the ball in a way that the Chiefs weren't. So it's not necessarily a drop-eight week maybe they'll find the right moments to dial that up. We're going to have a lot more great guests this week, and we're still a Bengals legend coming this week. One guaranteed,
3: hopefully more. One guaranteed, plus Mike Renner, who's a Cincinnati legend with his coverage at PFF.
2: That's right. We're working all the angles to bring you the best guests and the best content this week from Los Angeles. Until next time, Bengals fans, Hude, have a good one.